What you're about to listen to is a Bri-Fi production. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Bri-Fi Podcast. I'm your host Bri-Fi, your comics guy, and it's kind of late at night. I'm feeling a little tired, but I want to get this episode out for you guys for your drive to work, your morning commute, because currently it's Wednesday, it's going to release on Thursday. I know I don't have an actual release schedule for these episodes, but hopefully, hopefully you're just happy to happy to hear them, no matter when they come out. One day I'll be better at this. Today's not that day. <laughs> this episode this week probably won't be too much of a long one, but... We do have something to talk about, something that just recent, recently released on Disney Plus that I'm super excited for. It's probably one of the Marvel shows I've been most excited for because we get some more Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson. And that's a Secret Invasion series. Uh, episode one is out now on Disney Plus. So if you don't want spoilers, pause the podcast, then come back. I'm going to try Well, I will tell you this. I am going to try my best not to spoil much about the show. At least not what I think you can't derive from the trailer. Like my, my I don't want to do like a like a breakdown of this episode or anything like that. I just want to tell you my feelings about it. And maybe maybe that will make you want to go watch the show. I don't know. Anywho, up first we got some nifty nerd news and then we'll get into talking about Secret Invasion over on Disney Plus. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. So up first in the Nifty Nerd News, The Incredible Hulk is also making its debut on Disney+. Plus. It is out now, so you can go check that out. And and if you didn't know, so yes, we've seen The Incredible Hulk in The Avengers and Avengers Endgame and Thor Ragnarok. So with Universal and marvel disney's agreement the hulk was allowed to appear alongside like as a team up but he couldn't disney and marvel cannot make a solo hulk movie as of yet and universal their hulk movies that that they've had you're not allowed to see but now they've they've made a deal i forget when and so now uh hulk is on disney plus now the incredible hulk definitely Check it out. I think it's a good movie. Well, it's a watchable movie. And a lot of fun. It's not Mark Ruffalo, but it's still a lot of fun. Like, for some reason, I just really like Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner in the Hulk. I think he's been fun. I like I like Mark Ruffalo. Like, go figure. <laughs> so anyway, that's out now. Also, since we're talking about superhero shit... Uh, no, well, let's just do this one first. Let's talk about Ezra Miller, The Flash. <laughs> so if you don't know, The Flash is out now in theaters, and it has not been meeting expectations. Some have said it is bombing in the theaters. I don't know. Maybe it's just slow to the start, uh, but I think... A lot of what's happening, and I think I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers 
is putting our people are putting the blame on. I won't say Warner Brothers because they haven't said anything in a news conference, so that's just speculation. But I think they're blaming a lot of this on you know Ezra Miller's behavior in these past forever. You know he's had a lot of issues in the public in Hawaii and like I think he choked out a person in Iceland or some shit, held people hostage or supposedly held them hostage. And it's just, he's not, or they, I'm sorry, I, I forget. They, they, them, and I apologize for anyone. And um, they've just not been having a very great year. <laughs> Let's say that. It, it's been bad. And I cannot fathom the type of... Of publicity that Ezra is facing and trying to promote this movie that they're a part of and try to put on a good face. I, I hope they're trying to get help. I hope things are going to be in a better position for Ezra Miller going forward. I feel like Warner Brothers should probably just part ways at this point and just start all over. Like... James Gunn's already trying to start all over. You don't need this Flash. You can just use a different Flash. I don't know much about the movie, to be honest, because, one, I don't really have a desire to see it, except for, like, Michael Keaton coming back as Batman, and then I have, spoiler alert, seen a a leaked footage scene of George Clooney, like, being a part of this, and where I grew up, I was at the age where George Clooney was my first Batman. Like, that was my first movie Batman that I've ever seen. So, I was kind of happy to see that. Because I was like, oh shit, at least, you know, they're not shitting on George Clooney like everyone else does. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know how the scene goes. But, I was excited to see that. Because I was like, oh, that's my Batman. You know? Even though, maybe not the best Batman. Loved his Bruce Wayne. Because... Now we're going to go down this rabbit hole. Like, so what I love about the Michael Shoemaker Batmans, like Batman Returns, Batman and Robin and all that. Was it Batman Returns? I can't remember. Batman. Oh, Batman Forever? Maybe? I can't remember. The George Clooney Batmans. was just how campy they were. Like, they're super campy. And I loved so much about that. Like, how ridiculous it was. Like... Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy and the Riddler and those are the only ones I remember. <laughs> oh, was it Two Face was a part of this one too? I think. Yeah, I think Two Face was one of them. I, it, man, look, it, it's like a fever dream that I'm trying to remember right now. Forgive me, but those are like my Batman's. You know, it, despite how good or bad they were, I look on them fondly, and it makes me happy. So, fight me. (laughs) Um, What else do we have in the Nifty Nerd News? I'm sorry, man. Things are just all over the place for me tonight. I'm I'm exhausted. I gotta tell you that. It was freaking hot today at work. And it just... I took plenty of breaks, you know, and drank what I think was plenty of water. Maybe I could have drank more water or Gatorade at some point. But, like, got home and then... Casey wanted to go for a walk, and I was like, yeah, let's go for a walk, because I love taking walks with my family, and RJ getting to ride a scooter, and maybe that was probably not the best idea. Maybe I should have came and just relaxed, but I didn't do that. 
And so that's why I'm feeling the way I'm, that's why I'm feeling this way. Anywho, um, One Piece, the new live action One Piece trailer dropped because they had what Netflix to dumb, uh, convention showcase, whatever the hell you want to call it. Like the D23 or the Marvel showcase. Now Netflix does their own thing and they show off their new movies and shows. Well, they showed us the One Piece trailer, and if you guys aren't familiar with One Piece, neither was I. Uh, no, my wife actually is the one who introduced me to One Piece because she was introduced to One Piece probably probably just a couple of months ago, and she has since completely dominated the anime, like blasted through every freaking episode where she is now fully caught up to the series, and then she started reading the manga and now she's fully caught up on the manga, which is a really impressive feat, by the way. <laughs> like, to sit there and watch thousands of episodes, oh, not thousands, but like over a thousand episodes and God knows how many chapters of One Piece to be caught up on the series. And in that journey, I've caught quite a bit of episodes. I would probably say hundreds, not a thousand. And I've really, like... I've enjoyed it, man. Things from that I've seen from this show have been really fun and, and exciting, and I got I got bought into the hype for the live action uh, series that Netflix is planning on doing. I will say, I am aware that a lot of people do not like this live action trailer because I feel like there's no way to make it not look weird in live action because it's such an animated and goofy show that when you try to translate that to live action, you, not that you lose some of it, but it definitely feels off, especially for like what you're kind of what Netflix has led us to like, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, Netflix has conditioned us to expect a certain show or design in a show that they produce. And this is so far from that, in my in my opinion. And so I'm really interested to see how this plays out. I hope it's better than everything else that has come before it with the Netflix um, live action tries, if you will. And so... It's bad because I want to lower my expectations, but because I've slowly become a fan of One Piece, I do have certain expectations. I do like the actors. I love their personalities, and I like their looks in the show, and I like their designs, and I like how excited they are to be working on this. And it has me hopeful. It has me excited. Um, the creator of One Piece has worked fairly closely with this product and has given it praise and so far it seems he has given it his blessing and hasn't said anything bad about it which leads me to be hopeful but I am also scared about that too but we'll see like nothing can be as bad as Death Note right nothing and I'm still like look I know Cowboy Bebop was not good but I still liked it right because I still like the, the actors. And they were fun. And I wish they would come back with maybe someone who knows what they're doing. You know? Like, at least the original three. Like, like Spike and the other two. <laughs> uh, God, man. Like, I'm blanking on everyone's name. But I know Spike. 
because you know he's the main guy he's the cool guy he is the cowboy bebop no that's the name of the ship anyway uh moving on i am exhausted and just drifting and i apologize for that guys this is probably not the best episode in the world to be uh listening into if this is your first episode i promise you it gets better i promise you there are days when i am not this exhausted where i haven't just worked a 12-hour shift in the fucking texas heat and i'm dying um but yeah man some other just crazy news we'll just bring them up real quick was that um Whoopi goldberg uh, is apparently like a huge gamer and she loves playing Diablo on her Mac? What? So, like, and this all came out because she recently got very verbal and very upset at, I think it's Blizzard who makes the game for Diablo. And Diablo 4 is not being released on Mac, whereas, like, the other Diablos have been. And she's apparently an avid player of the game. Go figure, right? Whoopi Goldberg. Um kind of funny in my opinion and it's kind of funny that she's vocally mad about this but at the same time i was thinking why didn't they put it on the mac like they've been creating the game for mac for the last at least two titles why not this one and then i kind of remembered oh yeah that's right apple changed from like a normal like intel chip to their own in-house uh processing chip so that maybe that's why like they didn't want to work with the new in-house chip because maybe there's some nuances they don't like or whatever and just opted not to do it which kind of sucks for mac users but get a pc <laughs> no uh hopefully uh that gets rectified blizzard and diablo 4 come out on mac at some point but uh, right now will be goldberg very upset about this uh, the other news that we've heard, um, Jonathan Majors, which we've talked about before because he's coming under fire for a domestic assault or like a assault charges on an ex-girlfriend. Well, his lawyers come out to pretty much try to prove his innocence. They haven't gone to court yet, but the lawyer is saying that they have eyewitness accounts and like detailed and like uh not just details but they have like police cam footage and other testimonies that prove jonathan major's innocence and that this was the all the ex-girlfriends doing and like and so it's i mean ultimately it's like a he said he said she said situation and the he said part of saying well hey we got people in my corner say it's gonna happen this way and i'm sure She's going to have people from her corner that say it happened that way. Um, some of the this information, though, if true, coming from the lawyer, is, I guess, very positive for Jonathan Majors because if, if what they're saying, like their allegations are true, then the girlfriend is at fault for everything that happened. And, it's, and Jonathan Majors is a victim of this and probably New York police bias and so there could be a lot more on their hands if, if this goes that way so it's very i'm still reluctant to just be like oh he's well he's innocent now because his lawyer says that uh at the same time while it's like you know because you want you want to believe the victims and are the people who say are they are the victims and 
but now it, it, there are times where it is starting to get harder because there are people who are taking advantage of that, which hurts real victims in situations like this. And that's, and that's upsetting. Um, what's going to happen going forward? I don't know. I still want to side more with the ex-girlfriend because based on some police reports, she is the real victim in all this, but Based on what the lawyer's saying, maybe those police reports were incorrect or not made up, but um, exaggerated. And so that that's what they're trying to prove, I guess. And that's what things are getting to the bottom of. It's getting haywire. It's getting hectic. And I'm getting kind of uh, worked up just thinking about it because I don't want to. I don't want to think about it. All I want to think about is Anthony Starr being mad at people for really really liking homelander because that's not the point of homelander so if you guys watch the boys and have any any idea what i'm talking about so anthony Starr, who was at comic palooza by the way and i didn't get to see him because i was busy puking my guts out all day saturday oh and crapping because i had food poisoning tmi i guess i should have said that first whatever but yeah he came out because like look man people who are idolizing and like really have this hero complex for the character of Homelander are really missing the point here and are probably bad people. Now, I'm kind of ad-libbing that second part, but it's, you know, kind of true. Like, and I don't even watch the show The Boys, really, but I know enough. Like, I've seen enough in the trailers and I've read enough about The Boys to know, like, oh, yeah, that's not the guy you want to be, right? Like, the Punisher, like... Let's face it, yeah, he punishes the bad guys, but that, is that really what you want to be? You want to be a Captain America. You want to be a Spider-Man. I mean, people want to be a Deadpool at some point, but is that really, really the right thing to do? You know, is that really the right way to go with it? I don't think so. And, and like, Homelander is definitely beyond what those morally gray area heroes are. He is... He is definitely a bad person from everything that I can tell. And so, like, I get it, man. I, I would be like, look, you guys are completely missing the point. Much like when people watch, like, Starship Troopers and think, oh, yeah, this is really great. I want to be killing space bugs and stuff. But kind of really miss the point of, like, the fascism and, like, the government controlling everything and becoming city. You know, all that crazy shit that, like, gets buried underneath this, like quirky action movie and um anywho now now i go off on my rant and i'm sorry about that we'll stop that but that's it for the nifty nerd news man i know we talked actually way longer than i thought i was going to talk about any kind of nerd news stuff we'll take a short break here like just a little music break and then we'll get into secret invasion Alright guys, so Secret Invasion is out now on Disney+. Plus. Super stoked, uh, super excited. Samuel L. Jackson is back. Colby Smothers is back. Morgan Freeman is back. God, it's all my favorite agents, and I am so stoked for what's going to happen. But, oh my god, dude. So if you don't know what Secret, Asian, Secret, Secret Invasion is about, sorry, there, I had a brain fart. 
Um, it's about scrolls, man. Scrolls infiltrating human society, politics, all this stuff. And they are planning on total global takeover, total world domination type shit right here, man. And it's this is like super espionage, super you can't trust anybody. It is nothing like the comic books. <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting how this plays out because like in the comic books it's heroes and it's what heroes you can trust and which heroes you can't trust and as far as what i am gathering from what the the marvel series secret invasion is going to be it's i don't want to say small scale but it's not going to it's not going to be another civil war or in game type thing where it's like Oh, it's all our favorite heroes, but some are scrolls and like have been scrolls this whole time. It's going to be more of like a Captain America Winter Soldier, you know, like a more spy thriller type thing. And with this first episode, it is definitely built that way. It is definitely suspenseful and um, not low. I don't want to say low budget, but it's definitely more tactile you know it feels less cgi than most marvel stuff which i i really come I, I really like that style of filming and being in a superhero world without being too superhero-y like that you know no big cgi boss fights type stuff you know um so i'm really enjoying that it looks like samuel L. jackson is definitely our main character in this series and um having Colby Smothers and Morgan Freeman back and acting as their characters is really fun and entertaining. And it just leaves you on the edge of your seat because you don't know, like from the get go, man, like you're thinking like, you know how this is going to play out. And then all of a sudden you don't know who you can trust anymore. Who's the real, like who's the real threat. Who's the real friend. Who's a scroll in disguise what scrolls are bad, what scrolls are good, because there is a difference. Not like scrolls didn't start off as bad people. You know, they came to Samuel L. Jackson for help because they lost their home world and were kind of hanging out on earth until they could find a home world for themselves. And basically Thanos happened, the blip happened. Everyone was gone for five years, including, you know, Nick Fury, Samuel's character. And so that angered the scrolls that were left who didn't get blipped and they felt abandoned. They felt lost. When Nick Fury came back, he was a changed person. But how was he changed? Like, what was it that really changed him? Did he see anything? Was it just the fact of him getting snapped and turning to dust? Like, what was it? And you can tell while watching the first episode, because that's all that we have right now, something is different about Nick Fury it's like he's softer it's like he's not as sure of himself and so how is this next this invasion going to affect him how is he going to is he going to rise up to the occasion is he going to go back to his old nick fury ways which got shit done or is he going to basically stay a little bitch no <laughs> or is he going to evolve into something better 
or is he even someone we can trust at all? Like, that's the thing, man. Like, this could be this whole thing, and then it turns out to be something completely... I don't know, man. I'm just speculating here, but I've enjoyed the first episode. I've already watched it twice. I really... Uh, oh, yeah, Amelia Clark is in this, and she's playing a character that I don't want to reveal to you. The main villain of this, who we get to meet, so we, we know who... Samuel L. Jackson is and who is the bad guy that he's going up against is like but you know there's going to be others because he's this is the big bad but you can't just fight the big bad right away right you got to build up to him so there's got to be other lower level bosses that you beat your way through till you finally get to the main boss and then you get to beat the shit out of him and I can't wait for Samuel L. Jackson to do that and I'm hoping he gets to drop a motherfucker in there somewhere because if fucking Chris Pratt got to say the F word in Guardians of the Galaxy, then Samuel L. Jackson better get to say it like every other episode at least in his series. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Because I'm forced. Not really. Sorry, that was really weird. I don't. My son is yelling in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear him. Anyway, that's it for the episode this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the show. And just somehow powering through this episode and listening to me try to power through this episode and i apologize but we will be back next week and it will be there, there's got to be more energy there i like i know there will be more energy there i promise you there will be more energy there tonight that energy is in that maybe i won't even no i'm gonna post this i need to post my failures along with my successes so that that is something i promised myself even if I was not happy with an episode, I was going to post it because it's going to be like live streaming, but just a recording, you know, this is, this is like me working on my comedy act. And there's just going to be some days you're just going to bomb. And this is one of those days I'm bombing hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope, and thank God this is free because I can't give you your money back, man. I, the only, like, I mean, I took your time, but I mean, that was a risk you were willing to take, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you so much for watching or listening to the episode this week. If you, for some reason, want to hear more of me, or if you want to see me on camera and like make fun of me and all that kind of shit, I am on twitch.tv slash thebryfy. That's the, T-H-E, bryfy, B-R-Y-F-Y. You can find me on there streaming every now and then. I am now starting to save like highlights and other videos on there so you can watch from there. If you there's if there's nothing on my Twitch that you can watch or want to see, you can try my YouTube channel where that's you know the Bryfi podcast where you can hear old episodes, even older episodes from early like like version 1.0 Bryfi podcast. This is 2.0. This is Bryfi 2.0 that you're listening to now didn't get much better and there's also highlight videos of me playing video games there's other videos of me like with rj and just being silly so definitely go check that shit out and enjoy and then if you want to hit me up on social media everything is at bryfi podcast and like twitter instagram snapchat facebook um twitch there was the other one that's the one i was looking for so definitely hit me up on those tell me what you want to hear tell me what you like to hear and tell me what you need to hear because i want to give what i want to give you what you need people i want to be what you need i want you to want me i want you 
to need me. I'd love if you loved me. And I'd die if you'd leave me. Anyway, that's it for the Bri-Fi Podcast this week. We will see you guys next week. Bri-Fi out.